Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Welcome back. I'm Brooke Jakey, and I'm here with our hosts, Christian Tupluha and Tom Davia. In today's episode, I'm going to quiz Tom and Christian about an investment product with a lot of misconceptions around it, annuities. In fact, we regularly give a webinar presentation that Tom created called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Annuities, because we get so many questions about what they are and why they get a mixed reputation of being good and bad. So my first question is to Tom, what the heck's an annuity? So Brooke, I'd like to start out first by saying before I came to the credit union, I was an investment representative working for insurance companies throughout the Midwest. It was my job to speak with financial advisors and tell them the benefits of specific annuity or mutual fund investments. Now, that being said, I truly believe that there is a time and a place for this conversation. I always call it the round peg and the round hole idea. And we want to make sure that an annuity fits a client's needs when appropriate. Everyone does not need an annuity. But to answer your question, an annuity is simply a contract between you and an insurance company where you contribute money up front and then you receive a payment from them over a period of time. Brooke, I think the best case in point to illustrate that is if you win the lottery, you always hear the lump sum grand prizes X. You have the choice to take that money in two ways. If you take it over 20 years, that would be in annuity payments, actually. If you take it all at once as a lump sum, it's going to be less or substantially less than the advertised amount. And you know, at the end of each America's Got Talent episode, a disclaimer pops up and it says that the prize, which totals $1 million, is payable in a financial annuity over 40 years, or the contestant may choose to receive the present value of the annuity. It goes on to say, should the winner decide to take the $1 million prize over 40 years, they may only receive about $25,000 per year before taxes. But if they choose to receive the money in its entirety, known as the present cash value, their prize would come out to about $300,000 before it's divided up by taxes. So something to think about. You know, Christian, now we talk about annuities in many different forms. Some include an income conversation and some not including an income conversation, but we always keep it under the fiduciary responsibility of what's in the best interest for a client's specific financial plan. So you mentioned, Tom, that it's part of an insurance contract. How does insurance come into a financial product? Well, think about investments in two ways. Uh, one is guaranteed and one is not guaranteed. If we need protection, we're going to go through an insurance company for that. If we don't have or don't want protection with an investment, we're going to have a portfolio or a mutual fund. Now, for example, a mutual fund is a basket of stocks and a mutual fund company will manage that for us, but they're not an insurance company and they don't offer any guarantees. So they won't say, if you were to lose value, we'll pay that back to you. Or if you run out of money, we'll continue to pay you your income. What we have to do is turn to an insurance company to have growth potential with some guarantees. 
That's a good point. An annuity can only be issued by an insurance company. They're the only company that can give you that guarantee. A mutual fund is not allowed to give you any guarantee. And when a big pension fund is looking for guarantees, guess who they go to? They go to annuity company. They go to an insurance company. When I describe annuities, it's basically three times two. So there's three types of annuities. One is a fixed annuity. That's where you get a guaranteed return based on the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Second is an index annuity, which has some level of loss protection, but an opportunity for a portion of the return that the index generates. And then there's number three, that's the variable annuity, where you can allocate your money among various investment options called sub-accounts. They all can be the right fit, but they're different and better suited for different types of situations. So that's when the two comes in. What are we trying to achieve? It can be a growth strategy or an income strategy. So three types of annuities and two ways to get to our goal, either income or growth. And how we get there depends on the product, but that basically summarizes what annuities can do for us. Thanks, Christian. We should probably talk about the elephant in the room. There are misconceptions around annuities. Some might say an era of negativity. So why is that? Why have they gotten a bad reputation, Christian? Well, either you like them or you hate them. Uh, I wouldn't say anybody loves them. Nobody loves financial products. Uh, They do, however, help us get to our goals. Hang on there. I love my annuity. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when these investments, when they're forced into a financial plan where it doesn't fit, that's where it starts to cause a problem. But if we back up and we look at what Christian just said, the three biggest things that come up in this part of the conversation about the negative misconceptions, number one is fees. Number two, surrender charges or holding periods. And quite honestly, number three is commissions, how much the advisor gets paid. Now, we're a fiduciary firm and we're well aware of these points. So if you look at each one of these three points, here's what I'd say. Back to number one in fees. Some of these annuities do not have fees. Some do, depending on what we want to accomplish and the guarantees of the insurance coverage desired. Number two is holding periods. There's a misconception that annuities will go on forever. There are some with very long holding periods during which you will incur a surrender charge on your withdrawals. Now, we find the appropriate amount of time for what we are trying to accomplish in the plan. And if you're working with us at Eris, we'll address that with you. We'll discuss your holding period options with you. And finally, number three, commissions. Commissions really go along with the first two points. Higher fees, higher surrender periods really equal higher commissions. And that's where annuities have been abused in the past. As fiduciaries, we're completely transparent, so we're more than happy to discuss all of these points or any negativities that worry you. So we hear about the issues of annuities every single day, all the time. It's up to the client and their financial consultant to figure out those situations where they're a good fit. Also where we have a better chance of achieving our goals with another kind of approach. But yeah, a lot of people have heard things over the years from their parents, from their friends who might've had a bad experience. The fees were too high, like Tom said, surrender charges, commitment periods too long. But again, if we understand what's going on and what we're trying to achieve, those can actually be advantageous. Okay, let me throw a couple different scenarios at you. First up is someone who's not really worried about their retirement savings. They're worried more about their savings at the credit union, where interest rates have been, well, all over the place. 
How would an annuity work for them? How would it fit into their scenario? So in that situation, we might compare various rates of return that are out there, including annuities, savings accounts, bonds, other products. Then we need to consider and calibrate risk tolerance, narrowing down our options until we are in a position to make a recommendation. We also want to make sure that any recommendation is cost-effective, which Tom and I always will do for clients. And Brooke, I think to answer your question here too, if you turn to an annuity for the scenario that you described, we would discuss a fixed annuity, which is principal protected, and it gives you a fixed rate, which is generally higher than banking or credit union institutions. And it's not paying you income for life. It's a fixed rate for a fixed period of time. I'd like to add that in 2022, I don't know if it's the same for you, Tom, but I've recommended more fixed annuities than ever before. And in terms of compensation to the financial consultant, fixed annuities can pay some of the lowest sales commissions compared to other products. Again, it's not about the commissions. It's about putting our clients first and what is the right strategy for them. And what if my concern is liquidity? Say I want X amount to be liquid and then above that. So would I turn to an annuity or another investment product instead of putting money into my savings account and hoping that interest rates get better? Yeah, I think if we're continuing the conversation of fixed annuities, what you want to make sure is you have your cash reserves, emergency funds on hold and available to you, which a savings account really will do for you. Next, if you're in the mindset that you would like to buy a CD or a share certificate for X many years, and you could hold on to it for that period of time, that's where we can introduce this conversation to you. We do not want people to put all of their money into one thing that locks up all of their cash for a long time. If somebody came to us and said they're seeking liquidity and growth, one of my first questions is, how much of those funds do you need in the next three years? We want to make sure that there's enough cash available for emergencies, home improvement projects, trips, vacations, family, and from there, we can decide whether annuity or something else is a good fit. Sometimes annuities win out. Sometimes they don't. The point of our podcast today is that we shouldn't close the door to an annuity just because of outdated thinking. Got it. Okay, next scenario is that I'm a pre-retiree. I expect to retire in three years. What can I do? Would an annuity benefit me? Well, I think your concern there is market volatility. Am I going to lose money? Will I have enough? Will it be there in three years for me? There may be a market investor already. You don't want those fixed rates we talked about. You just want the market to do well and not lose money. And again, as Christian alluded to earlier, there are other categories like indexed annuities or variable annuities. Now, again, what an index annuity can do for you is what we call growth and protection. It will allow you to have an investment that tracks a certain market index, like the S&P 500, for example. So if the markets are going up, you could potentially go up with them. The beauty of these products is that they have some guarantees. There are different ways that we could have this conversation, but there's generally something that's called a buffer. If the market loses value, these companies will come in and they will buffer your losses back to you. They will refund those losses to you to a certain point. So again, it gives you the potential growth of the market, but it also limits your downside risk as you're approaching those retirement dates. And Brooke, if you're retiring in three years, the first thing I would say is that we likely want to stay invested with our longer term time horizon, just like in pre-retirement. That means diversification in terms of growth, safety, and income. This is so that you can get to where you want to go for your spouse, 
for your family, for your beneficiaries. So I wouldn't recommend selling everything and getting all conservative just because you're about to be retired. What you should be thinking about is, okay, I'm retiring soon. Now I'm going to work with my advisor in this next stage of life. Investing does not stop on your day of retirement. Okay, so now finally I'm in retirement. I have walked out the door of my company and I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to do all the things I've planned. I feel like I've done a good job saving and investing, but now everything has changed and I don't have an income coming in other than Social Security, my 401k, or some other savings and investments. I need some income. What do we talk about here? The first thing we have to do is define your income stability ratio. That's a ratio that's going to tell us how much of your income is coming from fixed sources versus how much is coming from the market. Now, case in point, if your fixed income is $1,000 a month and your fixed expenses are $2,000 a month, your stability ratio would be 50% or half of your monthly income is subject to market volatility. Now, a lower ratio opens the door for a conversation for annuity income. You're in retirement, so an annuity may provide you additional fixed income and it provides steady guaranteed income like social security or a pension, which will improve your income stability ratio. Now, another unique feature to annuities is the joint life income payments. Everybody's familiar with an IRA and individual retirement account. We could structure annuities in such a way that we can call it a JRA or a joint retirement account. Because if you marry an annuity with an IRA and you use it for income, it could pay income for both spouses' lives that cannot be outlived. Yes, and you really can't do that with a portfolio. And so again, if it makes sense, then let's look at it more seriously. It all depends on what people are looking for. If your expenses are $1,000 a month, then maybe you don't need extra income. But if your expenses are $5,000 or $8,000 a month, protected income might be more important to you. It also depends on what other assets you have, your risk tolerance, et cetera. At the end of the day, we want you to keep an open mind. I think a good way to wrap up this conversation is to look at some of the facts and fiction regarding this investment category. We've talked about some of those already today, but there are low to no cost options available to you. Federal and state rules require fees be made transparent, so we can't hide any fees within this conversation. I encourage you to ask us how we're compensated Commissions are usually paid by the insurance company and not by you. Another one is I can't touch this money. Now, nearly all annuities allow you to withdraw some amount during that holding period, and it's usually about 10% per year. And finally, they're too confusing. And to that, I would say it's easy to tailor one for your specific needs, and that's exactly why we're here. And I would add that there's downsides or disadvantages to any financial plan or strategy. For instance, with a 401k, your funds are locked in until retirement. Otherwise, you'll pay an IRS penalty for early withdrawal. So again, the message is, let's be balanced about our analysis of annuities. That makes me think of an IRA because you have to wait until you're 59 and a half before you can access that money. Exactly, because it's a retirement plan. It's a retirement strategy. And I think we all need to keep in mind that retirement plans are longer term. They definitely have commitment periods. The IRS, for instance, will penalize folks 10% if they withdraw their money out of an IRA prior to 59 and a half. Annuities too, they have a commitment period. So it's not out of the ordinary for a retirement strategy. Another comparison we might consider is for commissions. My suggestion is to compare the price of any financial product, factoring in fees and returns from asset allocation. And again, sometimes annuities can be cost-effective, just like Tom described. 
sometimes they don't charge anything at all. I think it's really interesting that you brought up 401ks and IRAs and how in our world, we just take those for granted. If I need to take a loan from my retirement savings to help pay for college or something, I know that I'm going to pay a penalty because that money is supposed to be for retirement. And then the IRA is earmarked for retirement and the government steps in with rules and penalties to help you so that you don't spend it all right now. I think there's a perception that annuities are different and they really act in the same way, right? You know, if you think about it this way, picture yourself at work and you receive an email from the company regarding the 401k plan. It says they have a new program for your investment lineup. If the market goes up, you can go up with the market. If the market goes down, we're going to pay you back some of those losses. Or in the same email, it says if you take income, if you're taking money to live off of this 401k and you run out of money, we're going to pay you for the rest of your life. And that's what some of these products are accomplishing. It's just a different logo. It's not the 401k. It's an investment company or this insurance company that's going to do that for you. And one other thought. As you know, 2022 was a very bad year for the bond market and negative for stocks. It shook a lot of investors who did not have the wherewithal to stick with their financial plan, their retirement plan. But there are some annuities out there that offer partial downside protection or even 100% protection. That buffer might keep someone in the market longer versus a get me out attitude. So what's better, jumping in and out of the market or paying a little bit extra for a product that actually keeps you invested and allows you more time to get to your retirement goals. Yeah, and there are negatives, but there are a lot of positives. And I would just mention who could benefit from an investment like this. You're looking for tax deferral. You're looking for higher fixed rates. If you want greater growth potential with some downside protection, if you want guaranteed income, if you'd like a death benefit for your beneficiaries, if you want to avoid probate or creditor protection, those are the areas that we could start to have this conversation. I think those are all very, very good points. Thank you both for helping me understand annuities better. Do you have any savvy advice to share? Well, when it comes to annuities or any financial product, like Groucho Marx said, be open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brains fall out. <laughs> Always consider annuities in the context of your overall plan and whether it gets you closer to your goals. And as Warren Buffett said, the first rule of investing is never lose money. The second rule is never forget the first rule. In the right circumstances, annuities may help you with both these rules. Thank you, Tom and Kristen. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. Visit our website to contact a financial consultant. And now for some necessary disclosures about annuities. Fixed and variable annuities are suitable for long-term investing, such as retirement investing. Gains from tax-deferred investments are taxable as ordinary income upon withdrawal. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Withdrawals made prior to age 59 and a half are subject to a 10% IRS penalty tax and surrender charges may apply. Variable annuities are subject to market risk and may lose value. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, 
You can submit them through our website or email investment-services at AlliantCreditUnion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 